Hello, you're listening to Baking to the Bee Movies with Ashley and Steph, broadcasting from the woods of Western Massachusetts, here to talk about the beautiful, the gory, the nonsensical, and of course, mostly bad horror filmmaking that we all know and love. In conjunction with creating recipes inspired by these beautiful abominations, you can follow us on Instagram at Baking to the Bee Movies and on Twitter at Baking to Bee Movies. Here is your spoiler warning and foul language warning, so listener discretion is advised. You can catch us wherever you get your podcasts and make sure that you hit that subscribe button. Now onward to good food, good friends, and movies so bad we literally cannot stop talking about them. Welcome back to Baking to the B-Movies. My name is Ashley. And my name is Steph. Thank you all so much for joining us today. We're hoping you guys are having a great beginning of fall. I know I am. It's like still hot. I don't <laughs> like. And I'll, and I'll be honest. Like I'm getting all these like emails from Yankee Candle and they're like, hey, buy our candles because we have all this fall sense. But it's Yankee Candle, you know, so it's like crisp autumn walk like what the hell is a crisp autumn well i know what a crisp autumn walk uh, smells like but i don't think it smells like that candle because i totally bought that candle (laughs) well i was gonna say it depends on your region like a crisp autumn walk where i am smells like trash and oh that's so sad like burnt food because the restaurants don't know what they're doing out where i am oh no we have a solid you know, nature smell around here. I really got to move closer to you. <laughs> Not just for podcasting purposes, but because it's beautiful out here. It's very nice and out here. And best buds. Yeah, <laughs> that too. Um, I've been trying to get like so many people to move out here. I'm like, I need friends. Get I mean, closer. <laughs> given the state of how my town is right now, it's only a matter of time before I'm like, bye. <laughs> right. We'll see you. Um, so real quick, our usual thing that we do at the beginning of every episode, you can get us or listen to us wherever you get your podcast so spotify audible amazon apple all the good stuff um we are on instagram at baking to the b movies or on twitter at baking to b movies no facebook because facebook is a joke um but be sure to <laughs> man i wish myspace was still a thing it is like it still exists i don't know is it just for like it? music though Maybe. I have no idea. We should. Oh, man. I'll look into it. Maybe we could start a Baking to the B-Movies MySpace. MySpace and have one follower. Just Tom. It'll, it'll be Tom. Just Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Tom and Dane Cook, because I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure like Dane Cook's the only guy that still hangs out on MySpace. Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, please, uh, please like, subscribe, follow, share, all that good stuff. And yeah, Steph, I'm, I'm really excited for today's movie because we both really love it. Um, so I'm good. really excited for today's recipe because yes. you're so an good. amazing cook. But before we dive into it, I think we have to talk about the recipe from our last episode. Mm. We had watched um, Children of the Corn 2. But not quite Final Sacrifice. Not quite the Final Sacrifice. <laughs> they, they advertised it as the Final Sacrifice, but it was not. It was not the Final Sacrifice. Um, where I had brought over some elote corn. Um, what did we think? What was the verdict? It was very good. I enjoyed it. I like corn anyway. Corn is perfect. (laughs) Especially because, like, we're in, like, the sweet spot for the best corn, like... Yeah. Like, around here anyway. Yeah. Like, like our corn season is, like, mid-August to, like, September, and that's where it's 
peak perfect. And well, that's the thing is like all these movies about like kids, you know, like Children of the Corn and like these, you know, cornfield sacrifices. It's like you guys are in Nebraska. Come out here and do it. Well, Nebraska come out got, here. Nebraska got cornfield. Yeah, but like come out here and do your sacrifices here. Isn't Our corn it called, like, is the corn amazing. <laughs> Don't um, do, no, don't do your sacrifices out here. We have enough crazy crap happening in New England. It's true. Shoot. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was really good. I I really and not just because I made it. I I genuinely I really liked it. And Andy seemed to like it as well. Our producer slash audio wizard. Um, All right. But we'll get into we'll get into the recipe that you have planned for us for today's movie, which ties into the theme of this movie. Um, Steph, would you like to tell the audience what we're talking about today? Hell yeah, I would. <laughs> today we are going to go over the perfect movie. It's literally the perfect movie, Hatchet. A 2006 horror movie coming in at an hour and 23 minutes, which you said it was. Well, I always keep because like, you know, how like some horror in. movies, it's like, you know, two hours, 12 minutes. And I'm like, OK, this could have which been. Which is far too long for a horror movie. I have the attention span of a goldfish, so I can't. <laughs> <laughs> um, Plastic bag. <laughs> so like this is like the perfect. You had said this is the perfect horror movie. And I'm going to go ahead and say like. Yeah, it very well might be. Other than like the classics, like the first Halloween and like well, yeah, you know I mean, you the original, the original John stuff. Carpenter's Halloween. And oh that yeah, stuff. Like, like those you can't touch. You can't but, like touch this that. is this is. But as, as far close. as like new wave, like new wave, I guess. Yeah. Like slashers, this, this is, one is up there. The, I haven't I haven't enjoyed a slasher as much as this one since the first Scream movie. The first Scream is one of my favorites. It's it's classic yeah um, it touches on all the tropes that that we love makes mm-hmm. fun of them it's funny it's scary like it's gory i love it yep. um and this is right up there with just like it's fun it's silly it's campy it's, it's gory i like it's, i i mean i still like <laughs> i've watched this movie many times <laughs> and the first like scare still got me because it's like kind of like a jump scare yeah and i'm just like I jumped and I'm yeah. like, I've seen this movie like a thousand it's times. So why, did that, why did that app just happen? I nearly <laughs> fell out of my chair. Um, and this movie, this movie's interesting because the production, I think, wrapped up. You would know, but the production, I think, wrapped up right before Hurricane Katrina. So it's one of those ones where you're seeing like, you know, parts of New Orleans. That don't exist parts, anymore. Yeah, that aren't even there anymore. Yeah. Um, I want to say it was like right before, I think. Yeah. Because I'm trying to think, think of when right. Katrina was. I think it was like right around that time. Katrina yeah. was 2006, wasn't it? <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, I to, I, I'm not gonna I mean, at this point, like, it seems right like now. it was so long. Like, know, at this like point, it seems ago. like it was a lifetime ago, but at the same time, it was so devastating that it's yeah. still, you know, the town is still like, still, like state. So part, still yeah, up. parts of the town are still a mess. I think they have the Six Flags down there that hasn't been, it's been like abandoned since Katrina. They said yeah. like this huge amusement park that is still, they made like a documentary about it. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about the cast before we get into Hell the yeah, plot? I do. Who's in this? So we got Joel Moore. <laughs> oh, Grandma's boy. Dodgeball. Dodgeball. Samantha, don't take the red pill. <laughs> <laughs> Sit on my face. <laughs> Uh yeah, art school confidential. Uh, apparently, it was an avatar. I don't. I don't remember, remember that. that one. <laughs> um, we have Tamara Feldman, who was in Harold and Kumar Escape Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> we have Mercedes McNabb. Mercedes McNabb, my girl. I love her. <laughs> 
best known as Harmony on, from Buffy and Angel. And Angel. She was in the, the was final. In... Well, she had made a cameo. I see. This is how pathetic I am. I know like every episode of Angel. She had made one of Buffy. She had it's made cool. a cameo. I want to say it was the second season of Angel. And then she came back in the in the very last season for the she was like a series regular um, as Harmony. And it was great. It was it was super funny. Um, she is a great character she's, she's really good at like she's really good at playing just like that ditzy, ditzy like selfish dumb, <laughs> like yeah not too bright like <laughs> just, selfish blonde girl yeah I, she's so good at it she's, she's really perfect. great in this like she's super fun in this yeah we um, have um joel Murray. yes who's been in a bajillion things um we have a few guest appearances as well we do so we have robert england the original OG. <laughs> the, the original OG, yes. We have Tony Todd. The Candyman. <laughs> who, I, I think his cameo in this was one, I, I couldn't stop it's laughing. It's not even like a cameo. He like is in that role for like the next couple of movies, I think. Definitely at least one. Yeah. But this one, he's only in it for a couple minutes. Yeah. Um, Kane Hodder. Is, yep. yep. He's, he's the main. The main bad he's guy. He's the main guy. He's, he's like. The, the baddie. He's, he's your, he's your dude. Um. Yeah, we. Ha- I mean, it's. I forget the guy who plays. You know, like the married couple on the boat, the husband. Yes. I forget his name. I have to. Richard. Pull it. Uh, Richard Rayleigh. Rayleigh. Because he's in so much stuff. Yeah. He's in like a crazy amount of things. Yeah. He's so good. Oh um, no, he's great. I mean, I feel like he plays the same character. Yeah. Just you know, kind of like was? the perplexed. He, he like was. <laughs> the, he was the lawyer in Texas Chainsaw 3D. Oh, that's right. That's oh right, man, yeah. I love when we get like the circle backs to like know. movies that we've torn Super apart, fun. and they and they're like in movies that now we like. like yeah, it's right. So good. It's so good. Um, yeah. Uh, do you wanna do you wanna dive right into this? Because as much as we like this movie, there are a few things that we're gonna make fun of. Because of course, you know. Yeah, I mean, not it's... every movie is gonna be a slam dunk home run every single time. This one's as close as you can get, but there are a few things that are ridiculous that you kind of <clears> have to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. We could go straight into it. I mean, it's a great movie. <laughs> That's all I got. So this movie, um, it takes place in New Orleans, and you know the swamps outside the bayou, of, the bayou of yeah. Louisiana, yeah. which um, I've always wanted to go to New Orleans. I've never been. I've always I wanted would to go. Love to I've go. I've always wanted to go. Yeah. My only my only thing that kind of holds me back is the weather. It, well, the it, fact that it's under the water table. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, you can really only go I, from June, I think, through like November is hurricane season, or June. Yeah, December. you have to go. I think it's like November or something is like the only tolerable time to be down there. And I was maybe thinking, like sometime around like winter. Yeah, like I think, before February. Yeah, because you know, and like I, you want to deal, unless you want to deal with the Mardi Gras. Stuff. I well, I was just gonna say that I do want to avoid. I want to avoid Mardi Gras at uh, all, all costs. costs. That sounds like the worst thing in the world. Yeah, it sounds like the most horrible thing you can go to. It's it's awful. It's yeah, awful. It just um, doesn't look. I mean, not don't get me wrong. When I was nineteen, I'd be like, hell yeah. But, but we're in our not 30s. now. Like, in yeah, our 30s, like now so we're in our thirties, and I'm like, that, like, that I, looks horrendous. Yeah, no, I have no interest. But yeah, I, like I would love, love to do like there. the like the ghost tours, oh, and, like yeah. the cemetery tours, and well, all that kind like of stuff. New Orleans is supposed to be like one of the most haunted places, at least in this country. And I'm one of those nerds too, where I'm like, the architecture here is beautiful. <laughs> like, French, like, push up my go, you go hang out in the French uh, French Quarter. Hell yeah! Well, not too long because it's gross. It smells like vomit and pee. I bet. They're so I've heard, and I also hear it's kind of a it's depending on when you go. It's 
it's kind of a violent place. It's like a lot of crime, but yeah, I, I would really love to go this in between hurricane season and Mardi Gras, which leaves about a month, <laughs> a month yeah, that you can plan a trip. Like a month, yeah. um, but this movie takes place there, and it takes place, I believe, at Mardi Gras. Like it, it, it starts, yeah, it starts like the Mardi very Gras. like the first scenes are just shots of Mardi Gras and people puking on the streets and tons and tons of boobs <laughs> like, <laughs> like just tits everywhere everywhere tits and vomit like, everywhere. everywhere yeah um, but we do have the the scene um where we get robert england's cameo yep right and, it's in the very very beginning clip yes and that's it um, he's there with his son i believe yes they are they're out on the swamp <clears throat> in the middle of the night and they are hunting for Gators. a gator which i i don't know if you would know this are gators like nocturnal or alligators like a nocturnal kind of thing? Because I know they like come out and attack people during the day. I don't think they're nocturnal. Um, so why are they hunting them at night? That was my actually, first thing. They, I was they like, they what is happening? It, they actually do explain it in the movie because the main protagonist there explains why they were there at night and basically says like it was – like it's a livelihood for them. Okay. Gator hunting. So you know, if you've seen like river monsters, people do that professionally. I love river monsters. <laughs> <laughs> um, but people do do that professionally, and I guess like every other swamp is just always overcrowded, overhunted. Um, so they would go out to this swamp because nobody was ever there, obviously for reasons. Um, and at night. So there was no one there. So and, you know, they needed the money or something because just their seems... livelihood. And that's just it. However, hunting and I feel hunting anything at night is just I was gonna say it's a really bad idea, especially in New Orleans, because now you have not just gators, right? Snakes, mosquitoes, thousands upon thousands of poisonous <laughs> things that'll kill you. New Orleans is basically, Terrifying. well, all of Louisiana is basically Australia. It's like our Australia. Like, if, essentially, you, if you see it, it's going to kill you. <laughs> yeah, like, essentially, it's, it's yeah. But they're hunting this alligator at night. Um, the son yeah. uh, has to pee. And for whatever reason, he's, like, bashful. And I'm like, I've never met, maybe it's just the people I hang out with. Maybe I have a problem. No, I've never, no. <laughs> I've never met, I've never met a grown man who's, like, bashful about peeing next to, like, another grown man. Like, that's what urinals are. But he's, yeah. like, super bashful Like, all you just it. stand up on your boat, yeah. turn your back, and go in the water, yeah. I guess, if you're on a boat. Yeah, which is but yeah, on but a they, boat. <laughs> but they, they, uh, they pull up on land so he can go pee on a tree, I guess, for reasons. For whatever reason. Yeah. Um, and when he, you know, he, he goes into the, the woods, the bayou, to mm. pee on this tree because for whatever reason he's pee shy around another girl around his dad around his dad like whatever like it's it's so it's fine it's at so least weird. he doesn't pull out his playboy centerfold and stick it to a tree with, with his gum, gum. <laughs> <laughs> oh throwback to our very first episode oh bringing it full circle mm -hmm. um while he's you know while he's peeing uh robert england the father is still kind of like out on the boat, yeah, you know, waiting, out, waiting. And, and looking for this alligator that they're trying to hunt. They have like kind of tracked to this one little location in the swamp and they're going to kill it and do whatever they do. Yeah, they sell whatever. Boots, <laughs> whatever, like shoes. Um, I don't know. Alligator's good eating, Ashley. And uh, wait, what? <laughs> Hold on. We'll have this conversation wait, later. Alligator's <laughs> delicious. Have you what? never had it? No. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. Um okay, we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna unpack that later on. <laughs> There's a lot to unpack there. Um 
when the sun when the sun gets done peeing, he comes back and the boat is like gone or it's empty. It's empty. It's empty. Um, so now he's looking for his father and the father's not answering him. Mm -hmm. and it doesn't take i mean this movie takes place in an hour and 20 minutes they keep it they keep it moving um yeah that's the best one of the best things about i know it doesn't drag on too long yeah um the son does find robert england and he has been completely disemboweled torn to pieces (laughs) yeah and there's no cgi in this movie i don't believe i think it's it's all it's all practical practical. effects so it's like it's re and it's really fun and over the top and it doesn't look like spirit halloween (laughs) decorations no it's like legit um it's like legit like a passion you can tell like a passion went into making the props and the and the yeah also adam green adam green's amazing yeah um but he has been torn to pieces and it doesn't take long for the sun to get torn to pieces. Yeah, like well. right after that, boom. Yeah, he he goes to run and does not make it far before he is also completely torn to pieces. Yeah, um, and just kind of pulled into the bayou, and then we are in, you know, the French Quarter, Bourbon Street of New Orleans. Yeah, then it breaks Crop, to like the opening credits with all the tits and the, and the <laughs> yeah. beads and the vomiting. Yeah. Also, and the they got the rights for that Manson song. <laughs> Again, bringing it full circle. I was going to say, man, Marilyn, <laughs> Marilyn Manson, just like he gave them the rights, but not dead end. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy how that works. Um, but Robert England's cameo is like one of the best. It's it's Oh, yeah, he's great. It's brief, but it's wonderful. Um, we are introduced to our main cast in this one. Yes. Um, at that point. Which is, it's it's a group of guys that yeah, have gone. Yeah, it's like four guys yeah, four that guys went down to, to party. New Orleans to for Montegraff. Yeah. Um, and the main guy is Ben, played by Joel David Joel. Moore. Yeah. Um, and also what I loved about this movie is Ben, through the entirety of the movie, has a Newberry Comics mm-hmm. t-shirt on. I yeah. was like, oh, oh, I was like pointing. I'm like, I know what that is. Like, <laughs> Newberry Comics, for those of you who aren't aware, it's like a, it's it's a, it's a regional Does, thing where Steph and I live. Um, is it regional? I think it's just regional. I don't think it's, I don't huh. think it's. Does it still exist? It does. Yeah. Oh, okay. There's, cool. a, there's actually one out by me. Um, oh. It's Super like a music, story. like a music, comics, comics like collectible. Yeah. So, it, you know, it's nerdy. It's nerdy. We love it. I love awesome. Newberry Comics. But Ben is wearing a Newberry Comics t-shirt, which made me very happy. Um, his best friend, Marcus, who, mm-hmm. I, who's the actor who plays Marcus? It's Dion. Oh, God. Dion something. I forget his name. Uh, Richmond. Thank you. Who is in uh I mean he's been in so much stuff and he's so funny in everything that he's in. I think wasn't he in like the first scary movie? He was in not another teen movie. Maybe. And it was mm, and he's so funny in it. He's he plays so he plays like Chris Evans' best friend and yeah. it's it's a riot. Um he Marcus and Ben kind of separate from the other guys. Ben Yeah, so Ben is kind of like butthurt because I guess like his girlfriend just broke up with him or something. Which crap, is why and, they brought him to And Marty they brought Crop. him down and he's just being a huge downer. He's just moping around, so and he's having not a good time during the whole party. Yeah, he's just he's ruining everybody else's nice time. Yeah, but his points are valid. He's yeah. like, this place is gross, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, it che- that checks out. Yeah, um, you know, people are throwing up everywhere. Yeah, and it's like, like yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty gross. That makes that makes sense. Um, and he wants to do this like haunted swamp tour. That yeah, he decides like he hears someone talking about it and he's like, I think I'd like to do this. Yeah, he Which, wants- you know, is a kind of a touristy thing. Yeah, but it's it's kind like of- I would totally do it. Oh, I would absolutely do it. <laughs> Maybe but not it's- after watching this movie, but 
at one point I would. <laughs> you know what? Even after watching this movie, I'll <laughs> you still take do your it. chances. I'll take my chances. Okay. Um, but yeah, he he wants to do this like haunted swamp tour just to get away from like Bourbon Street yeah. and, the, and the grossness that comes with yeah. that. Um, which is valid. I was like, yeah, good for you. Go do that touristy stuff. Yeah. I'm into that. And Marcus doesn't want to have him do it by himself, so he goes. Right. The other two dudes just take off, and you, that's the last to see of them. Yes. They're doing whatever. Um, but Marcus Marcus goes with Ben. He um so he finds the place that hosts these tours and who is my this is I think one of my favorite parts of the movie, um who would be the uh the would be tour guide, Tony Todd the Tony Todd <laughs> the Tony Todd, <laughs> so he's playing Reverend Zombie. I almost expected Rob Zombie to make a cameo in this. I was waiting for it so I could really? be angry, um, Sorry. so I could be super pissed. Um, but it's Tony Todd. Tony Todd runs like the the tour guide, um, yeah, like or, the tour tour yeah. guide organization or whatever. And he greets them at the door and basically says he doesn't do it anymore. Right. And when they ask why, <laughs> he goes into this like long because you know how Tony Todd's voice is very like deep. And very, like, intense. Yeah. And, like, it's like, oh, shit. Like, he's he's super scary when he's... And he's basically telling them the beginnings of a horror movie of what happened on his last tour. Yeah. And they're, like, Marcus and Ben are, like, so engrossed. They're, like, and then what happened? And then what? And he keeps going. <laughs> and come to find out, like, somebody had just gotten hurt on the last tour. <laughs> and he breaks character for a second. Like, he breaks, like, the super intense thing. He's, like, and then they sued me for negligence. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny. Um... And then he, like, just goes back inside and closes the door. And right? Like, and that's and he, that. Actually, no. He does tell them to go to this other place a couple yes. blocks down. Yes. Which is where they go next. Which is where they go. Um, yeah. So they go to this, like, more quiet, off-the-beaten-path part of New Orleans. Yeah. Um, and it's like a, you know, it's like one of those kitschy, like, voodoo gift shop kind yeah, of things. Like you know, like. The thing that's, you know we'll bring in Doris. Yeah, like day like, like day glow crap everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Um and while they're in there, uh there is like a movie being made and it involves <laughs> it involves uh Mercedes McNabb. Mm-hmm. She plays Misty, I think, right? Misty. Misty. And who's the other girl? Um Jolie, I think. Okay. I don't know how to say her last name. Fear Fior Varenti. Okay. I'm just going to go with that. I apologize if I'm not saying that. <laughs> um, but she plays Jenna, which so is the, the other one. Misty and Jenna. And they're in this gift shop, a public gift shop, mm-hmm. where tourists come and go. Mm-hmm. And With their producer slash director. Producer slash director. Also who, known as Greg Shapiro. Greg well, Shapiro. That's the character. Um, and they're shooting... It's like a it's like a girls gone wild tape, which I was I was thinking about the timeline of this, and I'm like I don't know. I remember the, like the girls gone wild commercials, like in the late yeah. '90s. I think was when yeah. that was at peak popularity. I think that was right around there. But yeah. by 2006, everybody had like a pretty standard yeah. like internet connection. We had the internet. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> was ordering girls gone wild. Like nobody. Like. No, that was not even a like 2006 when this came out. Girls Gone Wild was obsolete. It was not even. But he's shooting, he's shooting like the girl. Like okay, girls. Yeah, I mean, it looks like Like, it's some sort of porn stuff. It's legit. Girls Gone Wild. But it's it's legit. Girls Gone Wild. It's not even porn. It's just like, (laughs) like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Um. 
But I just, I love that they're doing it in, like, a public place. Yeah, right? And, and like, he's just, like, with this camera, just and, filming him. He's like, okay, girls, let me see your tits. And, and, and Okay. And no one says. And no one nobody says, says anything. No it's one just says like, shit. It's fine. Um, and they meet this this guy who is doing his own version of, like, a swamp tour. Yeah, Sean. Sean. And, uh. He seems very, I mean, from the looks of him, he's very inexperienced, like, mm-hmm. right off the bat. Has, you know, he's charged. Yeah, he's just, you know, trying to make a quick buck. Yeah. Take advantage of, you know, location and yeah stuff like that. I mean, it's beats work a nine-to-five job. I tell me I have about to it. assume. <laughs> I know, <laughs> tell right? Tell me about it. Um, so he agrees to, like, take them on uh, the Swamp Tour, like, that night. Yeah. Um, and he charges them 40 bucks. Which is like 40, a lot, just a lot. It's a, a lot, lot for a swamp tour for a, a person. Yeah, that's like that should better, like better actually see ghosts. Um, <laughs> and and what I love about Sean too is like he's running this like gift shop thing at the same time and not saying anything about the, tits. the two chicks, the two yeah. like the set of, the sets of tits going yeah, like w- cool. wiggling around behind them. Um, I, I guess it's like New Orleans though. It's like New Orleans rules are different from other places. Yeah, it's like, like you Las can Vegas. legally drink on the yeah, street. Yeah, I was gonna say like Las Vegas and... has like no like open carry law. You can drink wherever the hell you want. In Las yeah, Vegas. <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming it must be the same thing. Yeah, it's, um, you can definitely drink just anywhere out there. So they get on from from this gift shop. They get on like the shuttle or the bus to go down to where the boat is. Yep. And um, there's a married couple already on the bus. The Permateos, I think, was their name. And uh, they're from Minnesota. <laughs> yep. yep. Sweet couple. <laughs> super sweet. Like, you know, and they're, again, they're just tourists. So they're yeah. just like, ooh, like super fun. Um, so it's going to be Ben, Marcus, uh, Misty, Jenna. Shapiro. Their, Shapiro, their, their producer. Or um, producer, whatever. And then they meet. Uh, there's a, there's another woman already on the bus, and she is super mopey, super broody, quiet, quiet. reserved. Yes. Um, hot tempered, if hot, you will. Hot tempered. Yeah, I think that sums it up. And her name is Mary Beth. Yep. And uh, Marcus ends up sitting next to Jenna. Shapiro and Misty are sitting together. There's the married couple, but then Ben sits next to Mary Beth and tries to strike up a conversation. Yep. And I had told you before we started recording, I love like the typecasting. Yeah. In this movie, like Mercedes McNabb is like really good at playing like that ditzy mean, <laughs> that, like just <laughs> dumb blonde yes, style, like dumb, valley girl, yeah, like the ditzy blonde. Type. Yeah. And Joel David Moore is always the forever going to be, like, dude, the awkward like, dude. Like, it's so awkward. And he's trying to talk to her, and Mary Beth just shuts it down right away. <laughs> she wants to know. She's like, I'm not here to make friends. Right? It's like, you're He's just, a- like, not even making eye contact with him. Yeah. And I was watching it, and I'm like, girl, you're on a haunted ghost tour. Like, do you remember that episode of South Park where they go ziplining? And, like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> to make a long story short, like, you have to be prepared to be on a shuttle with a bunch of people who are going to want to talk to you. Yeah. Why did you, why did you come? <laughs> <laughs> right well to make a long story short um <laughs> what's when they're writing they're all singing the song they're like something goes a little green frog <laughs> <laughs> um anyways so back to the movie at hand we should probably just do an episode of like the south park we should we should just halloween episodes oh man the one where corn is it's like supposed to be like scooby-doo but it's corn <laughs> Yeah. Anyways. Oh anyways. Oh, Ashley, get your crap together. I'm sorry. So-, <laughs> so anyways, yeah, they get they take the bus, they get over to the boat, and of course they're like, That's the boat? 
I thought it looked like a pretty fine bulb. I thought it looked awesome. It had like the cool like little skeleton lights, the little rainbow skeleton Right, and even outside of it was painted like, what was it, Scarebo? Yeah, it was like I would have happily Reminded me of the danger car from American Hunger Team. What the Hunger Team Force? Aqua, Aqua Team Hunger Force, the danger car. But yeah, like Scarebo. Yeah, they're like super, they're super like skeptical about getting on this boat. And Shapiro yeah. has Misty and Jenna like flash their tits again so he can get a shot of them in front of the boat. Yep. Which I love how the married couple reacts. They're just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're like very like, you know, old timey and reserved. It's cute. Yep. Um, but they all get on this boat, which I thought looked awesome. Yeah, and I thought, I'm like, that, I mean, it looks fine. They're like, it's not decrepit in any way. Right. I it's, mean, it was kind of campy. It's one of those like fan boats that they have that they go down the swamp in. Which, yeah. if I ever go to New Orleans, I want to. That's. I want to yeah. go on one of those. That sounds awesome. Um, but the only thing I kept thinking was like the mosquitoes. Every scene at night, I'm like, oh god, you're like on water in like humid temperatures, and the mosquitoes are like the size of dogs. I was gonna say it's New Orleans. <laughs> they're just or gonna Louisiana. carry you away. It's just they're huge. Yeah. But they don't show that. Like all these people are just like relatively unbothered by. Yeah. What I would assume would be my worst nightmare <laughs> yeah, um, right one of the things that i thought was super funny is sean the tour guide while he's giving the tour he's talking in this like very forced like you know louisiana accent yeah like southern creole type yes of... and what i and i thought it and then marcus said it and i was laughing is i was watching I'm like oh my god he sounds like song of the south like he like legit this legit sounds like song of the south it's just like really offensive and marcus goes this man talking like he's from song of the south or something yeah, yeah. and i just burst out laughing and i was like oh my, oh my it's perfect it's so right. perfect um so while they're out on the water, like he's like, you know, oh, if you look that way, you'll see like lights and those are supposed to be ghosts and everyone's kind of debunking everything that he's saying. But let's not forget, you know, there's the homeless man. Oh, that's right. That's out there. And he actually warns them to not go into the swamp. Yeah. PSA, if a homeless man tells you to not do something, you should probably listen. That's what I've learned. Unless they're giving you financial advice. That is true. <laughs> but I mean, you know, like if I'm like going to go wander in some abandoned house because I think it's cool and the homeless dude's like, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. I probably wouldn't. Yeah. And if they're older, they're wiser. So mm-hmm. he's like, he was on that like sweet spot age where it's like, I think this. Yeah. Like he it. wasn't senile. You yeah. know, he wasn't necessarily crazy. That's he like every horror movie where like, you don't want to go. You don't want to go down that road. <laughs> right. If it's an old man telling you that, then you probably don't want to. You probably go down should th- just listen. Yeah, just listen to that guy. Anyways, go on. <laughs> um, so they're in the swamp, and Sean's giving this like it's such a bad tour because like everything he's saying, they're like debunking. No one. Believes he's got him. cards, like cue cards. Yeah. Index cards, like water stained like, cue cards. <laughs> yeah, with like all of his stories. Like he doesn't even know his stories, like yeah. from memory. Um. And at one point, like when he's, you know, they're looking at, he's like flashing the light on the boat towards like the shoreline and we get a glimpse of something in the bushes and it disappears really quick. <laughs> That's what spooked me. Yeah. That, I the was jump like, oh. scare. I, was, like, I almost fell out of my chair. I'm like, I saw this movie so many times. Why is it still getting me? Um, and at that point, he also like gets the boat stuck on a rock. It crashes it. it like crashes the like, edge of the boat on a rock. On a rock or a tree or something. Yeah. Um. And they're starting to freak out because obviously this is not part of the tour. He's getting nervous. People yeah, and of course, you know, he's playing it off like, it'll just be a minute and yeah. trying to, you know, restart the boat, but it's not starting. Yeah. And um, 
the Minnesota husband, I forget his name. He, Jim, uh, I think. Jim? Yeah. Is it Jim? I think it's Jim. Jim offers to help. He's going to help them get the boat unstuck. Ben and Mark is, are trying to get it off the rock. And Jim is Jim is saying, well, why don't we just, like, climb over this tree and go to land? Yeah. We'll just and, and he starts climbing over the tree, and he kind of falls into the water just a little bit. And is as if on cue, a alligator jumps up and bites his bites leg. Bites his foot or his ankle or something, yeah. yeah. Or, actually, no, I think it was leg. And, uh... So now he's like, he, you know, it's a bad bite. He's bleeding. Everyone, yeah. It's raining. Everyone's like losing their shit. Yeah. Everyone's going crazy because now they're in the middle of, of the freaking swamp, which is basically the jungle. Yeah. In Louisiana. Um, And when all of this is happening and like they're trying to get over the thing, uh, you know, Mary Beth whips out a fucking pistol. Just kind of <laughs> out of the blue. Right. And she shoots the gator. She shoots the alligator from attacking Jim again. Yeah. And everyone's like. Why does this chick have a gun? Mm-hmm. So they all, um, they all get, they manage to get off this boat. It's pouring out, like again, no mosquitoes though. It's bizarre, um, right? Like it's not very realistic because you're not seeing giant mosquitoes. <laughs> yeah, but these people are fine. getting eaten alive. Yeah. Um, so they reach the shore. And they're like assessing Jim's cut, and people are demanding to know why Mary Beth has a gun. Yeah, as if that's the most important thing. Well, when I mean, the- it's you know, you would wonder. One would think because you're in. You're, she's a woman in New Orleans at night. You need a gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it tracks. It came in handy. <laughs> it did. It saved Jim. Yes, it did. Um, so they're demanding to know why, um, why she has a gun while Jim is like bleeding profusely. Right. And they're trying to stop the bleeding, right. and they're lost because the boat is now sinking because it has been damaged in this like whole scuffle thing that was going on that it's now sink it has sunk to the bottom of the swamp. Yeah, it's just um, gone. The swamp just took it. <laughs> yeah, so they're just they're stranded now. And uh and Mary Beth decides that it's story time. And um Well, they find the house. Right. Well, they see a house like in on their, their on their tour, yeah. Well, they see a house on their tour and the tour guide there says like, "Oh, that's the Victor Crowley house." Blah blah blah. Okay, whatever. And he tells like a little bit of it, but just a little bit, a little bit. But then they crash and they get onto land. Um, and then there's another house that they see like up on like a hill or something. Yeah. Um. Which at that point, Mary Beth is like, "That's the real Crowley house." Like Good. that other one. I don't know what the hell that shit is. <laughs> yeah, she's like a shit but or this something. is the real one. Um. And she tells the story. Yeah, so we have a nice little backstory going on. And <laughs> do you want to get into the backstory? I'm going to get into the backstory. Um, I feel like it's we- a really solid, like, campfire story, like an urban tale. Like, it's really great. So I'm just going to tell Are a, you gonna- bit of a story oh, here. Oh, I see what's happening here. Okay. Do you want right. to tell us the story about Victor Crowley? I'm going to tell you the story. Are you going to tell Victor it like Crowley? Mary Beth? The way she did it was lame. But anyways, here we go. (laughs) So, Victor was a deformed (laughs) child with a rare disease, bullied by other kids, and kept hidden by his father, also played by Kane Hoder as Thomas Crowley. One night, a group of teenagers threw fireworks at the house to scare Victor. (laughs) The house began to burn. (laughs) Victor was killed when Thomas accidentally hit him in the face with the hatchet while trying to break down the door. Now, uh, they claim that Victor roams the swamp at night as a vengeful spirit, crying for his father. 
and that's pretty much about the extent of that. So, <laughs> um, so of course the crew doesn't believe her. Whatever. Um, I do also love that in the amount of time it took for her to tell that story, they could have probably found a major highway. <laughs> like, I, don't, was, I mean, maybe, yeah. It yeah, took, it took yeah. a long time for her to get all those details out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I have a slight problem with the story. So first of all. Like, this poor kid was, you know, completely deformed physically, yes. right? Um, I mean, he was probably not the smartest individual. So well, the house is dad. burning. Yeah. He doesn't knock a window out to get out. <laughs> and his dad's trying to get in. His dad doesn't knock a window out. Yeah. So he's using this hatchet to break this door down. Uh, you know, and a hatchet's an axe but it's a small one it's kind of like a hand axe right why on earth is this kid well he's not really a kid at this point like he's huge well not huge but he's older you know he's probably yeah i'd say he's probably like 18 or something at that point um he's standing at the door while his dad is trying to break it down why would you stand at the door just back up a little back up also another part of the story that i really loved was when she was talking about how the father thomas um, became like a recluse after that. He just he just hermit Shut or whatever. Down and just uh, and he yeah. and he. She was like, and you know, he died in the cabin of a broken heart ten years later. And I'm like, his heart must not have been that broken if it took ten years. For the, <laughs> right. Like, and honestly, if like you got a if you got a kid that's just like a you know you can't bring him anywhere, can't do anything with him, your house gets set on fire because of him. Well, not necessarily because of him, but because kids are dicks. Yeah. Wouldn't you be kind of relieved that he's like out of his misery? I don't know. Maybe maybe that's just that. I think that we can't really talk about that because we don't have kids. It's true. And thank God because we'll have never have to deal with that misery. <laughs> you never have to deal with your swamp cabin getting burned down by, by a bunch of kids. Nah. <laughs> you don't nah. have to worry about like hatcheting one of your kids in the face. Nah. I would hope my kid would not stand at the door. This- <laughs> or try to... Try to open a window. This is just a PSA for not having children. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I just, I, you know, she tells the story. And at this point, like Jim, Jim's probably fucking dying of blood loss because his, his leg is just bleeding so badly. Um, but they decide that they're going to, you know, she has a gun, whatever. They're going to go see if they can get find, some help. Like some help. Yeah, they go actually to the house. Yeah, they go towards the house. To see if the they house. can like find a phone or something. Literally right? anything. Because they, they obviously, they have cell phones, but there's no service. There's no service. You're in the swamp. So at least, like, at least they showed the fact, like, oh, cell phones exist. And of course, everybody has them at this point, right? But they can't use them. Like, how many times have you seen a movie where it's like... Why don't you have a cell phone? Like, you're not even trying. Like, it doesn't yeah. make sense. You know? Yeah. I don't know. And what I love about that, too, is, like, you know, I'm assuming that everyone who had a cell phone in this movie had Verizon because they had no service. <laughs> and in the year 2022, I still don't get service in most places with my Verizon. <laughs> so, but I mean, that I coverage love, map looks great. I love the continuity. I love the continuity <laughs> about how garbage Verizon is. <laughs> Just solid garbage for 15 years. Um, God, just, switch providers. <laughs> yeah, but I'm locked in. Like It's a whole thing. Um, so, Anyways. <laughs> um, 
So they start making their way towards the house. They hear a noise or like they see something and they get spooked and they back off. They're like, we're not going towards the house. And Jim's wife is just like, you're all a bunch of babies. Like my husband needs help. I'm going to carry him. Like I'm going to help him to this house. Like whatever. Right. Like they could find like bandages or, or cloth. Literally or anything. Literally anything and to make a tourniquet or, you know, patch him up. At least so he can move better. Right. And, and they not start. not bleed all over the damn swamp. <laughs> Attract mad alligators. <laughs> right? Um, and they start, like, moving towards the, the cabin. And, you know, everyone else, like, all the younger people are just kind of, like, standing back. Like, you know, we need to stick together. Come back here. But Jim and his wife are like, no, we're going to keep going this way. Mm-hmm. And what I love about it is it wasn't, like, a jump scare. It literally just, like, happens. Is is Victor Crowley comes out of that cabin. Yeah. He, like, like just, just runs out of that cabin and right towards Ben and his wife. Uh, Jim. Jim I'm sorry, Jim. Jim. Um, he runs towards Jim and his wife and just brutally. <laughs> so, yeah, like this was super fun. So Jim just gets hatcheted like in the next shoulder area, yeah. which is enough to just kill you anyway. So that happens real quick. Um, I believe I'm not sure. Oh, I think this happens after the fact. So so his wife, Shannon, you know, obviously is like, oh. Freaks out, like yeah, running mine. completely. This is one of my favorite. It's yes. so good. Um, I was losing my mind. It was so good. I know. I saw this. I'm like, God. I remember how awesome this movie is. Um, so he kills Jim with the hatchet to the neck. Okay, fine, whatever. Nothing, you know, out of the ordinary. Well, obviously, it's yeah. out of the ordinary. It's gory. But it's like blood's like spraying out like crazy. He it's- grabs Shannon <laughs> and grabs. Her like lower jaw, lower jaw and upper jaw, and splits her friggin' head like in half from the mouth. And do you like know- it was like that. It was like that scene from King Kong. Oh, well, you know <laughs> with what the movie- dinosaur. <laughs> you know what movie it made me think of, which I I watched it once and I haven't been able to watch it again because of the scene. Have you ever seen Mirrors with yes. Kiefer Sutherland? Oh, and the the scene with yeah. Amy Smart in the bathtub and her reflection. That was like the only scary part of that movie. That but movie's yeah. terrible. That movie's garbage. Yeah. But that scene fucked me up so bad. That like, scene. That was that the best scene, scene in that movie. That, that scene. scene was super sc- cool. That scene. Like it happened, and I remember like holding my face, <laughs> like it was gonna happen to me. It was like anytime I get like a cut like in the corner of my mouth, that's all I think of is like, oh my god, I'm gonna end up like Amy Smart if I open my mouth. Like it's <laughs> oh my god, I can't open my mouth for like three days. I gotta like, <laughs> um, like I'm gonna go get my jaw wired shut. Oh my god, it's it's horrifying. Um, but that's what it reminded me of. But obviously, like way more over the top in this and like silly and campy and super gory and just like really really fun it was such a fun way to die um and <laughs> you know it's like a fun death to watch um i Ma- think at that point mary beth like does shoot victor again but i love that she waits until after victor. <laughs> like she does not fire a single shot until jim and shannon are dead like he's like mutilating shannon before she even raises the gun and i'm like bitch you could have done this three minutes earlier and this wouldn't have been a problem like <laughs> It's so timing, funny. man. Timing is so important. She's wasting time telling the story. She's <laughs> wasting time shooting at at the you know the intruder, not intruder, the perpetrator. Yeah, like wasting so much time. And at this point, everyone screams and scrambles and just separates. They just yeah. Take off. Well, I think the only one at that point. So she shoots him. He goes down, but he's not out. Clearly. Um, at that point, the director there, Greg Shapiro, gets split from the group. Yes. 
like he gets split somewhere. And of course, you know, after like a few minutes, they're like, where's blah, 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 blah. And we pan over to him. <laughs> and here's another one. He's, you know, gets up. He's like on the ground or something, drops his He's bag. He's like hiding. He's yeah. hiding, you know. But there's no hiding from Victor Crowley. <laughs> I think he stands up at that point and then Victor's like right in back of him and just grabs his head and like twists it off like a friggin mayonnaise jar. I was going to say. Like the top of a mayonnaise jar. He just twists it off. That's what he did with his head. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, it's so so good. good. It's so good. (laughs) Um, So now we are left with Ben, Mary Beth, Marcus, Marcus. Misty, Jenna, and Sean. Yep. Um, And... At this point, the movie basically becomes, like, white people arguing. Like, it's, like, it's all they're doing is arguing. Because Misty and Jenna, despite the fact that they're co-stars together, they hate, hate each, each other. other. They hate yeah. each other. Um, they're shooting a porn together, but they hate each other. Yeah. Um, and they just, they ridicule each other, like, whenever they get the chance about, like, their daddy issues. And shit. Yeah. It's just super Yeah, great. oh, my God. It's just, um, so, it's just catty stuff just happening back and forth with these <laughs> chicks. <laughs> um. But they are being hunted by Victor Crowley kind of one by one. And at this point, the movie's moving. It's moving fast enough where it's it's super fun. You're not getting, like, sick of any particular scene. Yeah, it's it nice and, like, it just keeps much. moving, like, um, at a perfect pace. So after Shapiro, um, while everyone is still alive, uh, Ben finds Shapiro's, like, camera bag. And he opens it up to see, like, well, because he's looking for a flashlight, which he does find. But he also finds, like, a series of business cards and identifications. Yeah. Um, Shapiro is not actually a real-life producer or director. No, he's, he's just a like, Trump. He's just some, like, nerdy. <laughs> some sleazy. Yeah, he's some, like, nerdy guy with a different name who's, like, using the Shapiro persona in order to, like, attract women. Yeah, just to, like, so he can film women. Like, like naked. Yeah. Um, like, it's pretty messed up if you think about it. And and Jenna's, like, she's very distraught because she came down to New Orleans from New York for, like, this career opportunity. And mm. Misty, Misty's just like, I can't believe this is the third time my fall <laughs> It's so funny. Mercedes McNabb is so good at this. Um, she's just I know, so she's wonderful. She's so good. And she delivers those lines perfectly. Oh, she's fantastic. This is like the third time this has happened. It's so funny. Um, so when they get the flashlight, they are – are they going back towards the house? I can't remember. Like, Yeah, they're going to go back Yeah, they're the going to go back towards the house because they're going to try to arm themselves. So whatever they find in there um, to help – I know that um, they did see or notice that there were some gas cans in there. Yes. So what they were going to try to do is use it against Victor Crowley. Right. You know, because they just they figured out, like, well, we might not be able to kill him, but we can definitely hurt him because, right. you know, she shot him and he went down. He's not going to stay down, but we could slow him, basically, yeah. until we can get, you know, <laughs> higher ground, I guess. <laughs> Or a major highway or something. <laughs> they just keep moving towards yeah, the highway. Yeah, like till they get service on their phones to call the cops exactly. or something. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so Ben offers to go into the um, – well, at, at this point, I who gets it next? It's – I want to say it's Sean gets it next. I believe so, yeah. And he, and he does it because um, – Ben and well, Ben and Mary Beth go to like explore the house. Yeah, it is Sean. Yeah, Ben, Ben and Mary Beth go to explore the house to like see what else they can find to kind of defend themselves. While they are doing that, Marcus, um, Marcus, Misty, Jenna, and Sean are just kind of waiting around outside, and they're huddled together. 
and they hear a noise in the bushes and they're kind of like taking bets on like all right who's going to go investigate not that anybody needs like if you hear a noise you don't need to investigate you, you, it. you go totally, the opposite direction it's <laughs> totally unnecessary um but marcus ends up like being the one to go and, and see like what's going on and he um he it's a raccoon it's just like a raccoon and when he turns around victor crowley is right there right there and he has a belt sander <laughs> At which point I'm like, where's the extension cord? <laughs> right? They have no service, no power. How is he? This keep- bell sander is running beautifully. It's running beautifully. No, no, like stalls. No, nah. like it's like it's good. Not it's yeah. Good. It's perfect condition. Mm-hmm. And he gets he gets Jenna with the belt. Sander. Starts to get Jenna. Starts so we to. can just imagine what happens to her. Her face gets belt sanded off. It's great. Yeah, he gets her like. It on doesn't the face. kill her though. It doesn't kill her. But he does. He does hold the belt sander on her face for a little for while. For a minute, so her legs like, enough to like you know do some damage. Yeah, like you can see, you can see lower jaw when, yeah. by the time he's done, and like nose cavities. <laughs> right, and the group like you know they're they're tr- freaking out. Um, and Sean, the tour guide, decides that he's gonna like try to save Jenna while the rest of the group take off. Yeah, he tries to actually. Yeah, he. You know, he does hurt him. He has like a pitchfork that he hurts. He him does. With. He stabs him like in the side or something. And and Victor so it Crowley. does hurt him. But he. So Jenna's now like you know just laying on the ground. So Victor Crowley go pulls a pitchfork out or whatever and goes after Sean. Right. And he, like, imp- he um, he gets Sean down. Well, he hits him with like the thing. Gets he, Sean down the ground. Yeah, he has a shovel somehow. That's it. It was a shovel, not a pitchfork. <laughs> and um. And he takes his head off with the shovel. With the shovel, which, which yeah, is, he decapitates him with the which shovel. Which is great. And which then is also pretty good. The shovel is just kind of like sticking in the ground, like when he's done decapitating him. Yeah. So then he goes and he gets Jenna, who is like melty face. Yeah, like, she's like at that point she's cra- trying to crawl away, but she ain't going too far. She ain't going too far, exactly. No. And he impales her mm-hmm. on the shovel handle that's wedged in the ground. <laughs> yeah, he like lifts her up and just drops her on. Drops it, her on the shovel, which is fantastic. Yeah, this it's movie's pretty great. So fun. Um, so now, to recap, we are left with Ben, Mary Beth, Marcus, and Misty. Yeah, so now we only have four. We're down to four. Um, and that is, at that point, Ben is like, okay, we're going to get those gas canisters. We need those gas canisters. Mm-hmm. So he goes in to, like, fill them or whatever, get what he Yeah, needs. it wasn't like – I think Misty was B almost Yeah, she was, something. like, keeping watch outside the shed yeah. that he was in. Um, and – Ben went to the shed to get the gas. Exactly. And, and Misty, Misty, not was, Misty. Misty's Misty's outside the shed. Right, 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 right. Uh, the other one there, Mary, Mary Beth, Beth and Marcus are, are like, like back to back. The other side, yeah. Like, watch, like spinning watch. to keep a watch, but they're trying to like lure Victor Crowley out. Like they're talking mad shit. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. They were trying to get him out so they could gas him, basically. Um. And what I love about this movie is every time Victor Crowley gets injured, like they do the standard slasher trope where like they don't do the double tap, like they don't finish right? the job. No one sticks around right? to finish the job. They just they hurt him and then run. Like you hurt him. Like, oh, you just shot him. You literally keep shooting him. <laughs> like, oh, you just knocked him out with this shovel. You literally just keep beating him yeah. until he's no more. You, you, until he's a bloody pulp. <laughs> what is it in Shaun of the Dead? Uh, cutting off the head or destroying the brain? Yeah. You cut off the head or you destroy the brain. Anything else, it doesn't count. Like, you have to make sure one of those two things is done. Yeah. Um, and and they just don't. They keep, like, they keep getting the upper hand and then they run away. Like... <laughs> God. That's pretty common, though. Um, it is. Every every horror movie has that. Yeah. So, 
Um, ben is. Well, what fun would it be if you just killed the killer right away? <laughs> and and I apologize. We did skip this, but just to backtrack a little bit, when Ben and Mary Beth are first in like that cabin barn, whatever it is, um, she does find Robert England and her she brother. She does, yeah, like that. Um, she does explain. I think when they were asking her about the gun. That she was, was looking there. for her. She was basically looking for her dad and her brother. Robert who were the guys in the beginning. In the very beginning that, that were gator died. hunting. So they yeah. were in the house. Or they, Mary Beth and uh, Marcus. Was it Marcus, I think? Or Ben? One of them. Like in the beginning, when they go into the house, they do find their remains. They do find them, yeah. So later on when he's getting the gas canisters, um, Mary Beth and Marcus are like trying to draw Victor Crowley out. Um, Misty's keeping watch outside the shed. And at one point, uh, Marcus, like, looks over and Misty's just gone. <laughs> like, Yeah, but, she, like, her, like, sweater that she was wearing is still there. It's still there. Like, on and, the ground or whatever. Um. So while Ben is, like, getting the gas canisters in order, like, he gets hit with an object. And it's it's Misty's head. <laughs> and then Misty's torso. <laughs> and then Misty's torso. <laughs> it is so funny. It just, like, makes like, me... ah. <laughs> and then comes the torso. <laughs> When the torso went flying through the air, I was laughing so hard. Like, it was so funny. It was so insane. Um, Harder than the woman in the wheelchair. I, I don't think I'm ever going to laugh that hard. I think I'm broken after that scene. I don't think I'm ever going to laugh that like, hard I again in my life. My, my funny sense. What was it? Oh, I broke my funny sense. <laughs> I broke my funny sense. <laughs> my sense of humor is broken after that. I, I have not laughed that hard in years. Um, but the torso going flying through the air was super funny. Mm. And it is... Um, it's it's victor crowley and he's like yeah who else is gonna do it um and he's he's in the doorway of the shed and mary beth and marcus come to help because like ben is now cornered yeah they they got a lighter um from misty prior to this so they had a plan to basically throw a bunch of gas on victor crowley and set him on fire right um so ben does manage to get gas on him I also noticed that he got a ton of it on Barry Beth, but we don't we don't talk about we the fact that he d- also fine. doused her in gasoline. It's fine. It's fine. <sighs> um, so they they get the upper hand on on Victor Crowley, like they douse him in gasoline, they kind of throw toss, him on the ground. Yeah, toss the lighter, and he goes up. up. Yep. And then it starts raining. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's so funny. Which I you know. I, again, I've never been to Louisiana, but I can't imagine that rain would put out that kind of blaze that quickly. I mean, yeah. he, he was fully engulfed in flames Yeah, and like, gasoline. it would take a while, I think, for... I mean, I guess it depends on how bad the rain is. I was going to but... say, I mean, if it's hurricane rain, then yeah, but like, yeah. it doesn't seem like it's hurricane rain. It's just no. a little rain, but it puts the fire out. And they rather, again, rather than do the double tap, like, he's on the ground. He's on fire. He's like appears to be unconscious. They don't cut his head off. They don't. Jab. They just run. They run away. Idiots. They run away. Um. Right. Like, get the freaking shovel and finish like, it. Finish it. Um. But he is. He's on the ground, and the and the flames start going out, and they take off. And now they have reached a cemetery, and it's one of those cool like above ground like kick-ass new orleans style cemeteries that are super fascinating um and they're in the cemetery and they're like trying to get to the gate because i'm assuming that because there's a cemetery there there's a main roadway somewhere like they have reached what appears to be somewhat of civilization yeah i think actually about before that um when they they take off after the rain puts him out (laughs) um he 
Crowley gets up and gets Marcus at that point. Yes, because he he grabs his arms. Yeah, he like he. So Victor Crowley like reaches the cemetery and is chasing them through the cemetery, and he does get Marcus. Yeah. Um, and he does that. He just rips Marcus. Like he he does like the whole like boot on the back and just pulls his arms rips his arms off, and then he then he slams him against the grave like super hard. Yeah, (laughs) it's crazy. Um. So now we're just down to to men, uh, men Mary Beth ben and Ben and Mary Beth. Yep. Um everyone has been wiped out in yep. very quick succession. Um and they they get through the gate. They're making they're making a run for it. Um and Victor Crowley who is way more resourceful than any of these people. Right? Like rips one of the like the gate poles. The gate poles yeah. off of the cemetery gate and chucks like throws it like I a was, spear well and that was the thing too is like when ben. you know in, in watching this i was like okay so like victor crowley he's like deformed whatever like whatever happened to him he's deformed and his dad's like homeschooling him or whatever like he lives at home he doesn't leave the house because the kids are mean to him he could have been great in the olympics like he's like <laughs> got great precision he's super strong it's like you know just because your kid has like a deformity or something like you should be you should be coaching them to be you know proficient in other areas of life it doesn't always have to be about looks you know what i that mean that is true what is it ja- is it javelin he could have been an amazing javelin thrower at the olympics like because his precision he gets it right in ben's foot like he hits his mark from like 50 feet away it's impressive it's super impressive but he gets him <laughs> he gets ben in the foot and i'm assuming well maybe this is why he isn't in the olympics then he runs towards them but like no, it's like he's just running towards Mary Beth and Ben, and they're like bending the pole that's in Ben's foot, which drove me crazy. It I'm me, like, it made me nauseous. Like, like obviously they're in shock, but I mean, he's got this pole, this metal pole, in his foot, and they're bending, and it. they're bending it, they're bending it forward and like splitting his. Foot yeah, because now grotesque. he's running towards them. Victor Crowley is running towards them. So they're bending this pole, so he basically impales himself. Yes. He runs, like, directly pole. into it. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he's a great javelin thrower, but also not bright. So, <laughs> right, And I right. feel like you need to be a little bright to be in the Olympics. So Yeah. So I, we I think know. that we think – so he collapses at that point, and we think he's dead. And well, we get, always think he's dead. We, we still think Mike Myers is dead. He's but again, dead. again, no, like, cutting of the head or – Make, and, and the javelin's not even in his head. It's in, like, his shoulder or something. Yeah, it was lower chest or yeah. something. It's like you're dealing with a supernatural entity. Finish the job. Um, <laughs> but they take the pole out and they find uh, the boat that Mary Beth's brother and her father had been using at the beginning of the movie for the gator hunting. And that's what they're going to use to get out of there. And they get in the boat and, you know, they're paddling along in this little canoe looking thing. Um, they keep showing Ben's foot and it's like. Oh, it's so gross. It's so gross. It's like. Yeah, because like they're like, well. We gotta try to wrap it up, so you know, they rip whatever like clothing to like, like put sweaters his foot or something, like, or yeah, sweatshirts and stuff. Yeah, but um, something bumps the boat. Yep. And then Mary Beth falls in the water, Shit. which I don't know what's scarier: having this, you know, a vengeful monster ghost after you that's trying to kill you in the worst way possible, or gators. <laughs> That's, and not only that, but like I, I just feel like swamp water is so disgusting. Yeah. That like if I if I fall into swamp water, it's so nasty. Just kill me. And it like you can smell it. Like it smells like like swamp gas has a distinct smell. It's yeah. Well, it smells like low tide at 
at the beach. It's just, it's rank. Yeah, um, it's, I don't think it's as bad as low tide, but oh, it's pretty bad. It's so gross. Um, she falls in. Yep. And she gets uh, like stuck like in some stuck in seaweed, like seaweed or, crap, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and she's trying to like get her way out. And meanwhile, Ben's like, you know, he's he's not jumping in after her because you know, no way. But He's like he's like feeling around the water. For yeah, her, trying, he's trying. not even like really reaching into it. He's, he's just not, like, oh no! He's, he's he's like lightly splashing. And, and he's like, <laughs> yeah, like little piddle paddle and like. Right, like I understand is. you're not jumping in, but could you like lean over and stick your arm in a little bit? Yeah, just pull, she, yeah. because her eyes, I'm sure, are probably open. Yeah, just pull. so she could just like see your arm and then grab it. Like you Which know, she it's gonna does be a at one point. She sees she his does. arm. She, she does. sees his arm, and she reaches up and she grabs it mm-hmm. and. The you know Ben's arm pulls her up over the water, but it's not Ben; it's Victor Crowley <laughs> holding Ben's arm, Hold, holding Ben's arm, which he has torn off. Yeah, and, and ben then Ben's is, done. Ben is just bleeding out in that boat. Yeah, and and that's it. That's, that's it. She like she screams, and then it like cuts. And then to it's black. the credits. Then it's the credits. Yeah. And I was like, Bravo! This is wonderful. This is so <laughs> so good. Yeah, um, I mean, if you're not familiar with the Hatchet series, I will say definitely watch the other ones. Um, the second one picks up literally from that scene. Yeah. So I'm not gonna obviously say what anything what happens, but it's been a while since I've seen the second one. But it does. It's like right from that scene. Which Mary Beth is in the second one. She is, but she's uh, she's played by a different actress. Because that affected my body count. I I wasn't aware that Mary Beth was in the sequels. Yeah, that's so. why. It, yeah, that's like I knew that, so I'm like I'm not gonna count her. But okay, because my yeah. body count was ten. Um, and mine I, was nine because I counted the two in the beginning. So Robert England and his son. Robert England, the son. I'm just going in the order. So Robert England, the son. Jim Shannon, uh, Sean. Sh- uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Shapiro, Shapiro, Sean, Jenna, Misty, Marcus, Ben, and then Mary Beth um, goes into the sequel, so she doesn't count. Am I missing? Right. Hang on. I'm just. Know. I'm gonna I feel very to, like, vindicated if I'm right because you and I are always have. We always have different numbers. Right. Like I have. <laughs> we watch the same movie, but we always have different numbers. Like Marcus. I counted Marcus. Did you? Yeah. Okay. All right. So I have. So, so there's those two in the beginning. Robert England, the, the son. son. Um, the next is Jim. Jim Shannon. Shannon. Then it is uh, Shapiro. Sean. Jenna. Jenna. Misty. Misty. Marcus. Ben. Marcus. Oh, I didn't count Ben. Okay. That's why. So finally, sorry. Finally, I'm right. <laughs> Well, I think you've been it right only, the whole time. I'm took, just an it idiot. Only took, like, it only took a season and a half, but I finally got one. Right. Um. So, you know, and so my body count is ten, but I, in regards to a star rating, what do you, I? I know yours is going to be high. What would you give this? Five is the highest that we do. One is the lowest. I'm on the fence between four and four point five. Either way, they're both good. And I mean, just the cast alone is just amazing. Yeah. I'm going to give it a solid four. Yeah. Which I don't think I've given one of our movies a four since we did um, Nightmare on Elm Street last yeah. season. That was another really fun one. Yeah. I'm a big fan of just campy. Yeah. Well, super I mean, gory. the pace for this movie was perfect. It's the not length too long, for this movie short, was yeah. perfect. Yeah. The, you know, the acting is exactly what it should have been. 
Um, the story was written the way it should have been. Yeah. Like if you're like I'm pretty sure Adam Green was going not was it Adam yeah yes, Adam, Adam Green, Green right um going to basically um bring back the classic 80s slasher style right like I'm pretty sure like I feel like it's an homage to the classic 80s slasher movies you know that were well that's what i love about this so popular and remain to be popular yeah and and you can tell too like the people the people behind this movie every single person involved in hatchet genuinely loves horror you can you can tell when a movie is being made as like a passion project when people are like really like i want this to be good i want it to be fun i want to like hit all the all the checkpoints of like what makes a good slasher movie or what makes a good horror movie as opposed to like movies that are made like i.e texas chainsaw 3d where it's like we're just in this for the money we don't give a shit if it's good or not right and anyone who's like a true fan of not to be like the gatekeeper of horror movies but like you know you have most most people who appreciate and enjoy horror we have like a set of standards of like you know what what constitutes a good movie what constitutes like just a money grab yeah and we've reviewed a lot of money grabs on this show yeah Um, well yeah because those are like the, the ones that really don't put, they don't, yeah, the effort that goes into Yeah, them those just, are the ones that are truly Or, or I mean, you know, there would be your one-offs where things weren't just, were just not executed properly, things right. like that. Yeah, so but like. But are generally, general, excuse me, generally good ideas. Yeah. Like, like if there's going to be a sequel to Children of the Corn, the way it started more or less made sense. Because it was like right after the first one, right, and then it just and falls all the apart. history that happened in the first one still exists in the second one, right. You know, I mean, so. the movie's not executed well, but it well, is, that's the it thing. Is. Like it was written poorly, and it was executed poorly, right. Yeah. Um, and you know, also, I think it came out way too late. Oh yeah, like for it sure. was like eight years for sure. That's way too long to wait. Um, yeah. But and then you have something like um, which to to date is I think our longest episode that we've ever done because we were so fired up about it was the Blair Witch up the Blair Witch two yeah we went off on that for like two hours because we were just furious at the fact that it was just a money grab and it was ridiculous and it was annoying and poorly done and poorly acted and poorly poorly written, written yeah. um it was just it was a train wreck from start to finish and it was just one of those things where it's like not to get on the high horse and be like no like these people don't appreciate horror I'm sure they do but it's yeah. financially driven and right. those and when you're making your when you're making your creative decisions based on what's going to make money it it rarely ever executes Ex- properly yeah executes properly and this movie yeah. despite the fact that yeah it had a million dollar or whatever budget um you can tell that the people that made it like really genuinely wanted to make mm. like a fun campy over-the-top movie and therefore it's really fun to watch yeah 1.5 million actually was damn. the budget damn yeah in 2006 so that was pretty pretty low um obviously you know it spawned three sequels hatchet two hatchet three and then the fourth one being victor crowley yes so it's actually just called victor crowley which also is very clever the way they did that um, is kane kane hotter hoder is he in all of these movies okay he's the same he's victor crowley in every single one of them um i already know that um it, yeah it was mary beth's with recasted it kind of follows her story Okay. For two and three. Okay. And then one of the characters in those, it kind of goes from his story in Victor Crowley. Okay. So Mary Beth, I'm, I don't want to spoil anything, but, you know, it's, she's like the main story, the driven She's the part, protagonist yeah, for the most of the part. Whole, and it, it's for the whole uh, like the franchise. way that the way that it kind of changes hands in terms of the protagonist does remind me a lot of Nightmare on Elm Street where we have, you know, mm. the, the certain people that are like, 
I'm going to take out Freddy. And then they do. But then in the next movie, they're only in it for five minutes before they get killed. And it like the baton or whatever, or the torch gets passed to somebody else. So it seems like it's kind of like that. And that it like. Yeah. 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 Which I like, which is another reason why Fri- uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. You know, we love those movies. Up. So yeah, yeah. Like, they hold up really well. Because at least they stick with the same story. They don't go off the rails with something just. For the sake dumb. of. Dumb. Yeah. Doesn't um, make any sense. <laughs> Um, are there any other like tidbits about this movie that people should know about? Like anything interesting? Yeah, it's the movie's awesome. <laughs> um, it was it. Uh, it did. I don't believe there was a, a actual theatrical release. I'm not 100 percent on that. It did a ton of film festivals. Okay, it was released for 2006 London Fright Fest Film Festival. Selected for Sidger, I don't know if I'm saying that right, Sidgers or Sidges or International Film Festival in Spain. Uh, fantastic in Austin, Texas. Won an audience award for the best picture as well as a jury for best actor being Kane Hoder. Yeah. And best special effects. The special effects are awesome. There's no CGI in this movie. Right. Which I like. Um, and it was also selected for Germany's Fantasy Film Festival. Uh, the reviews were mixed yeah the problem is is that you can if you're gonna be like a movie critic you have to be unbiased in every way shape and form so that's why when it comes to like the reviews to these movies it's like take them with a grain of salt yeah because these are people that are like watching garbage like crash or like this huge dramas that right. are like winning like, Oscars you know and shit. 130 like, million dollar movies yeah like, who you know, well, that's like, you know, that's why like Roger Ebert, like his reviews always drove me nuts because it was like he could never like really go into something like this, like objectively. Well, that's just it. And it's like, eh, it's dumb. Yeah. But the Garden Guardian, reasonably serviceable horror, horror film, called it a reasonably serviceable horror film. It's way more reasonable. Oh. Uh, the Austin Chronicle praising the film's quippy dialogue, orchestral score and gore effects. The gore effects were absolutely top They were notch. great. And my personal favorite, Bloody Disgusting, (laughs) (laughs) which, again, are also biased, (laughs) Uh, praising the 80s slasher style film. It's a bloody good ride. (laughs) It's very, when I was watching it, it very much reminded me uh, in terms of effects and like an appreciation for horror and not necessarily like cheap jump scares um it yeah, reminded me of intruder when we when we reviewed intruder and we had so much fun with intruder because it was like a genuine like passion project yeah. by people that appreciate and have fun with horror yeah this this was very i i got very much like intruder vibes when i was watching this where i was like okay like this is fun like yes some of the story is a little like it doesn't make sense you're, you know, you're working with like goofy. an hour you know you're you're going under an hour and a half with this you got to kind of wrap it up with a yeah. bow and, and send it on its way but like yeah sure the story doesn't make a whole lot of sense there's a lot of like discrepancies and inconsistencies but overall like as a movie it's so fun like it's just so fun from start to finish it's so gory and campy and i love it yeah um this went on rotten tomatoes which i'm like on the fence with like i always check rotten tomatoes but it depends on what i'm looking at yeah um it had a f- score of 55 percent which uh, obviously I feel like it should get better that, but I'm also biased. Um, but for over the top gore, campy acting and uh, dim cinema photography, uh, made made uh, it's part of Hatchet's self described old school ethos. Yeah. Um, however, irony alone cannot sustain a horror film. Disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Respectfully disagree. <laughs> yeah, like no, because you're not going in there for anything. Um, uh, 
like you're not finding any deeper meaning in this. You're going in to be entertained. I don't go into a horror movie hoping that when I walk out, I'm going to have a new perspective on life. Right? Like, that's like, not why I watch horror movies. I watch right? Horror, I watch horror movies because I like to be scared for an hour and 30 minutes. Yeah. And I think blood and gore is kind of fun. To, yeah, it is. Not to be that weirdo. But like I think it's like when it's no, campy and over way. the top, it's fun. Um, yeah, I feel And, uh, you know, the thing about Rotten Tomatoes, too, is I'm very I'm skeptical about a lot of Rotten Tomatoes like reviews because anything that's like user generated, like anything that anyone can like weigh in on. And like because like, you know, and especially like in recent years, I found that like if anybody, you know, if anybody takes offense to something that like an actor or an actress says or like a director or producer, they go in there and just like bombard it with negative yeah reviews so you might have the downside of the internet yeah like and you know (laughs) so you might have something that's like a genuinely fun good movie to watch but you're like you're reading reviews and it's just people that are like well i don't like this actor so no like don't go see this and it's like well right like like, just take a step back and look at it objectively you know right that's all you can like exactly like there's some things where i'm like i absolutely hate this actor but then i'll somehow see them in something else and i'm like that is amazing well, that's, it's you know, completely changed my perspective of this particular. Well, that like, I, I mean, I, I hate, I mean, I'm just going to, I'm just going to hot take right here. Are we ready for the hot take? Ugh. Mark Wahlberg sucks. He yes, fucking yes, he sucks. Does. Mark Wahlberg. Yes, not, not only is Mark Wahlberg just a terrible fucking actor, he's garbage, um, <laughs> but he's also just a huge piece of shit in real life. Mm. Like he's just a shitty person in real life. And mm. like, yes, he's, yes, he did things like, you know, 20, 30 years ago that mm. like, you know, it, it makes him look horrible, but like, he hasn't really like, I, I, it's just like, he's unredeemable unredeem, irredeemable or unredeemable. Um, but if I, you know, if I watch uh, The Departed, Mark Wahlberg might be one of the best parts of that movie. He's a riot. And I actually, actually genuinely liked him in the fighter i thought he was really good in the fighter like those are those so yeah like you can you can hate an actor you can hate an actress but like if they if they put out good work occasionally like appreciate the good work that they put out and then you can hate them the rest of the time it's <laughs> like robert pattinson i couldn't stand him I but it was him. also probably because i'm like the twilight movies are so bad we should do the twilight the movies <laughs> oh my god we should watch the twilight movies and just do a deep dive on those because they are so michael but is it here's michael, the thing, michael sheen or is it michael sheen in those movies is i don't fucking know hysterical? Dude. um <laughs> but here's the thing nobody hates the twilight movies more than robert pattinson, robert pattinson hates those movies more than any his commentary oh my god is so funny so i'm like all right okay and then i saw him in like the lighthouse oh the lighthouse is great which is super weird but yeah he can act yeah very well he's a good and actor. then the batman yeah he's he's which no. i mean i had a little issue here with the bat i just thought he just as far as like physicalness he just needs to be like he just has a small not only frame. that but like am i supposed to believe that bruce wayne is like a multi-billionaire and he has that haircut like are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the haircut we're going with as a multi-billionaire okay. yeah nothing's gonna be you know batman one and two for me yeah, but anyways no, moving on michael keaton is my batman yeah um always <laughs> right. um, um so this movie was released on dvd i don't think it ever went into theaters um, in 2007, the movie came out in 2006, uh, reportedly. So we're just going with like allegedly made 6 million in U.S. rentals Damn. in its first three weeks, sold over 597,022 units in North America. That was when Blockbuster was still a thing. So, yeah. Yes. Yes, it was. Translating to about 8 million plus plus dollars. That's like awesome. 8.2 so yeah 
should have made money <laughs> enough to make you know spawn three more sequels. I was gonna say three three more sequels came after it, so it did well oh, for three itself. Sequels, yeah. But um, so that is Hatchet, the original Hatchet, the first one, the very first one, the best one. It's Not, available. Actually, I don't even know which one is the best one at this point because Victor Crowley's. <laughs> I gotta watch the rest great. of them before I you make really that decision. Do. Um, also, you can stream this currently right now on Tubi. That's T U B I. <laughs> there are ads. Um, yeah. So if you, you can watch all all of them, the whole series or the whole franchise, on Tubi for free. You know, if you're cool with watching ads for J G Wentworth. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that but, but they're not I, too bad but what if i need cash now so <laughs> do you have a structured settlement <laughs> yes and i need cash now <laughs> <laughs> well they call jg Wedwell. all right enough of that um do you want to <laughs> do you want to get into the recipe sure thing so since this, <laughs> this movie takes place in louisiana i mean i'm just a huge fan of cajun food anyway mm-hmm. it's just like the palate is just like great I decided to go with a jambalaya. Yes. And I'm in the, you know, peak of my, actually, it's kind of turning down now because it's stupid heat and we won't ever get any rain ever again. (laughs) My garden is doing great. So all the veggies, except for the stupid celery, is from my garden um, that go into this because I don't grow celery because celery is for chumps. So <laughs> celery is a weak vegetable. It is. It is it's the so weakest. lame. It is the weakest. It is the most flavorless. Like the like- only thing I ever use celery for is to make stock, like bone broth. Oh yeah. And that's not enough for me to grow it. I absolutely- what I need to do is I need to grow like one plant. I hate when like I order if I go out to eat and I order like buffalo wings and they and bring, it comes with celery. It's like take the celery back and bring me more wings. I don't need like I don't I don't even need the. I mean I like carrots. But I, I don't mind the carrots. carrots. I like the carrots. I'm like yeah. just substitute the celery for more wings. Like right? Could I get like a couple more wings, please? Yeah. Who's who's eating this and being like, oh, this is satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I really go for a stock of celery right now. <sighs> yeah. So, anyways. Um, so yeah, so basically it's a, it's jambalaya and jambalaya is just great. It's just a giant stew with a bunch of crap in it. So, so we have <laughs> sweet peppers. We have a couple different types of hot peppers. Uh, we have garlic, um, onion, uh, basil, oregano. Um, is there like a meat in it? Did you put meat in it? There are three types of meat in it. What do we got for meat today? Steph? So obviously I had to put rabbit in it because... You got all That's what rabbit. I got. You got all yeah. rabbit meat. <laughs> gotta get rid of. They gotta unload that rabbit meat somewhere. Yep. I was actually gonna, and there's sausage in it. And I was actually going to throw my quail sausage in it. Oh, okay. However, I didn't because um, this jambalaya generally calls for like a Cajun style type of sausage, like gotcha. an andouille, you know? Yeah. Um, which andouille is, is basically like a Cajun kielbasa, like it's cured a certain way. Okay. So, and it's got certain seasonings in it. And I feel like the quail sausage, the sweetness of that would have thrown off the flavor profile of the jambalaya. So I got some of that and obviously shrimp. Shrimp is another one. So of you, generally you have like the Andrew sausage, shrimp and chicken, but rabbit is my chicken. So, you know, I threw that in there with all my veggies. Excuse me. So celery, so lame. So in Cajun <laughs> seasonings or Cajun food in Creole style cooking, they call what they have what is called the trifecta, which is basically in every dish down there, like gumbo, like all their popular, you know. Yeah. Which is peppers, like sweet peppers, celery for some unknown reason, and <laughs> onion. Okay. Like I always thought it'd be like, you know, peppers, 
onion and mushroom or something. Literally but no. anything but celery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's celery. So, yeah. So, you um, you basically, you grill all that stuff together, or saute it all together. Let that get soft. Throw your chicken in. Cook that until, like, you know, the size. It's no longer pink. It's only, like, a few minutes. And then, um, oh, tomatoes. There's okay. also tomatoes in there. All right. Um. Uh, after the chicken, well, you throw also throw in garlic at that point. Okay. So you throw the garlic in, and you're still sautéing it. Throw the sausage in, stir it up, sauté it. At that point, you throw in the tomatoes. It's all a matter of like what cooks best. And this is all and getting cooks. served over rice, I believe, right? It actually gets served with rice. Okay. So that's the difference between jumbo and gumbo, jumbo, jambalaya and gumbo. Was <laughs> all. Get to in a second. Um, but yeah, so you saute that all together. Then you throw the tomatoes in. Um, you can use like tomatoes. You use tomato sauce as well or tomato paste, whatever your poison is, and chicken stock. Okay. So you throw that in. So it's kind of like a tomato base. So a tomato like soup base because tomato soup is tomatoes and chicken stock. Right. So anyways, so you mix that all up together. You throw your seasonings in, you know, oregano, basil, some sort of Cajun seasoning. I prefer Zatarain's blackened seasoning, personally. Um, if you really want, like, it to be spicy, you can also drop, you know, hot sauce in there if you want. Yeah. Um, I'm into that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have, like, eight different types of hot sauce. <laughs> um, mix that all up together. Throw your shrimp in because that's just going to boil. And then you put rice in it. So, and then the rice absorbs all of that liquid. Gotcha. Um, so it's actually kind of like more like a goulash type of dealie, I guess. But, um, so the difference between that and gumbo is that you have like your stew. So it's not really a stew when it's jambalaya. It's like a stir fry almost. Um, gumbo, you have all that stuff sans rice. So what you do is you take all the, you know, stuff in it, like the veggies and the meat. With the liquid and you pour it over rice. Okay. Opposed to jambalaya, you cook the rice into it. That is literally the only difference. Okay. Oh, all right. So not a huge difference. No. Not even. Like, all the seasonings are the same. All the veggies are the same. Now, I need to ask, because you had mentioned it earlier, you had said that alligator was delicious. Is, <laughs> is there alligator in this that I need to be made aware of? There is not. Okay. Just checking. <laughs> just want to um, make sure I, 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 I would have told you if there was. <laughs> um, that, that, is, that is a common... <laughs> or would you wait until I took a bite before you're like, oh, by the way. <laughs> alligator tastes gator. like chicken, by the <laughs> Everything way. tastes like chicken. But this actually um, tastes like chicken, except it's better because chicken is super lame. So this recipe, obviously, is going to go up on our Instagram. That's Baking to the Bee Movies, if you guys want to want to make it step-by-step step and follow along it's super simple yeah it's just a lot of stuff yeah it's not it sounds like it would be like a super like time-consuming process but it's not it's also basically once you just have everything in there you just you're done well, exactly <laughs> so like what i did is i just prepped every like i just cut everything up yesterday yeah so this morning i was just like boop, boop, in boop, the pot boop, it goes hey up start it let it simmer for about a 25 minutes half hour the the only other talking point that i had for this episode is because they are on a haunted tour in louisiana and we live in new england which i think was probably like the second most haunted place in the country because a lot of crazy shit has happened it's, here it's up there have yeah. you ever gone on like a haunted tour anywhere here in new england i think i went on one in pennsylvania which is not actually new england right um because pennsylvania is pretty haunted too because of like gettysburg and all that yeah stuff. um i don't think i've been on a tour up here 
Which seems kind of odd, because that's something I would totally do. We should go on, like, the Salem. Yeah. The problem with going to Salem is that, well, I guess I would do it, like, not Halloween. I was going to say, because never, basically, ever go to Salem 11 months out of the year, Salem is dead. As soon as October hits, forget it. My my friend moved to Salem a couple years it's ago. It's a gorgeous town. Salem Salem's beautiful. The best time to go to Salem is like September before. Yeah, like let the gets, fall stuff start happening, yeah. but before the tourists and all that. But stuff make gets sure you are crazy. fucking out of there by October first because yeah. it is a nightmare until Halloween. Yep. I went last year a few days after Halloween and it was still crazy busy. It was really? Just like, yeah, it was still like I think like until like the first week of November it's always busy. But yeah, I think sense. I. I was looking into like a haunted tour that kind of hit all the hot spots in Salem because that's what interested me. I wanted to see all the historical landmarks. Yeah. But then I found out that it ended up at that horrible like animatronic witch museum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the witch museum. So goofy. Um, if you're into being really bored and educational <laughs> stuff, go there. But it's super misleading because the outside of that building looks so cool. The outside of that building is awesome. Like they, they trick you, you know? Yeah. They're like, this is going to They be- get you in and then you're stuck there and they lock the door behind you. Yeah, you go and in. And you're stuck. You go in and it's, it's... It's like, you know, being welcomed into a cult. Oh, you can leave anytime you want. <laughs> Except you can't. Um, yeah, you literally... Well, where are you going? The- where are you going, Joe? <laughs> where are you going, Clarence? Here, everybody get the same haircut and wear, <laughs> and wear these khaki pants. Um, yeah, the outside of that building's amazing. And then you walk in and it's just horrible animatronics and like wax figures that are just so... Like they have not been updated They haven't been the updated 70s. and yeah, They're forever. horrendous. Um, but yeah, my, a friend of mine moved to Salem a couple of years ago with his wife and, uh, I, I don't think he anticipated like how crazy it gets. Cause at first year they were and, like, there the in October. And like the town's not that big. Like, yeah. The town's not that big. And so it like gets literally packed. everywhere. It gets packed. Plus like there's a big, like, like pirates are a big thing over there now or. Are they? Yeah. The last time I went there, pirates were a big thing. Huh. They got like pirate ships. Like, I don't know if pirates like docked there at some point. Huh. I assume they did <laughs> because it's very historical when it comes to that too. Like, not just witches, but pirates as well. Oh, man. We should do, like, a Baking to the B-Movies field trip and just go to Salem for, like, one day in October so we can do, like, a so live. So we can hate our lives. So we can do, like, a live recording of how awful it is. <laughs> how miserable we are. Like, Salem's super fun. I love, yeah. But any, any it's month, just, any it's just awful. It's just like, oh, you might as well go to Mardi Gras. That, that's <laughs> like, oh my god bringing it full circle bringing it full circle yeah halloween in salem is mardi gras to when is it march in february Louis, Febu- february i think it's february mardi so halloween in salem is mardi gras to new orleans yep just that level of uh, no one's showing their tits in salem you're not going to get nope. a whole lot of titties but nope. not, <laughs> not a whole lot, lot of, of beads but um but it's it's a goddamn nightmare it is yeah. a nightmare um but yeah if you're like it's like shoulder to shoulder crowded the entire town yeah and i think even during covid they couldn't keep it under control like really when, yeah they were just like hey everything's canceled and people were still flocking <laughs> don't to care s- they're just like whatever <laughs> um <laughs> hey no hey don't care <laughs> But yeah, that was that was Hatchet. I'm excited to get into this jambalaya because my stomach just growled and I'm like, oh boy, got to go eat. Um, yeah, it's pretty tasty. I'm so excited. Again, you can find the recipe on our Instagram. We are at Baking to the Bee Movies. We're on Twitter as well, Baking to Bee Movies. And uh, be sure to like and follow and all that good stuff. Um, we're going to be back in a couple weeks with another episode, another recipe. I'm excited for the next one because we have it planned out and it's going to be cheesy good fun emphasis on cheesy 
Waka waka. I'm lactose intolerant, Ashley. Waka waka. <laughs> <laughs> like that's ever stopped me. I was going to say, you regret it for, you enjoy it and then you regret it for like two hours, but then you Not enjoy even. it again. <laughs> yeah, two hours. And then I'm like, hey, I'm still hungry. <laughs> What do we? Oh, we have this. <laughs> oh, look over. at this. Okay. <laughs> um, but Anyways. Yeah, thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, as always, it's super fun. And thank you for having me, Steph. I love doing this with you. This is so it's great. It's pretty fun. This has been a really fun season so far. Yes. I agree. Except for that children of the corn crab. I don't know where that came from. That was my idea. I, it's always. They're every, always your every idea. Every single dude. bad one. I'm like, hey, idea. let's do Hatchet because that's super fun to watch. But at the same time, you can't really tear it apart because it's just. If Super we sp- if we spent this whole show reviewing like good movies that we like, it wouldn't it would be, be fun at all. You yeah, got, it'd be you boring gotta as hell. get you gotta get some some shitty low budget, low quality movies in there to mix it up a little bit. And you know that that's what the people are here to listen to. They here to listen to us rage and rant and cook food. <laughs> yeah, the food's my favorite part. Oh man! <laughs> so let's let's go get in on that since it's my favorite part too. All um, right, thank you guys again so much. We will see you next time. My name is Ashley. And my name is Steph. Uh, Bye, guys. Bye.